This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 93. Hey, Madeline, I'm a real data geek. Oh, me too. I love looking at trends. Did you know that there's new data that tells you exactly where your audience is hanging out in social media right now? Really? Well, I am so excited to dig into this episode and share that with our listeners. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. The Pew Internet Research Center has its new data out from 2019 about how the average American is using social media. I always love this stuff when it comes out. And I know it's sometimes a lot of numbers and data and people are like, how how do you look at this? So while this is also US-based data, and I know a lot of our listeners are actually all around the world. So thank you guys for listening from all these different areas. But it is a pretty large sampling of people. So it will give you some ideas no matter where you're based. So I just want to talk about data today and kind of get real clear on how that works. Sound good? Yeah, this is really awesome. It's a great topic. Yeah. So the first thing is always to get really clear on who you're trying to reach and why that's really important when you're looking at data is because you have to look at data through the lens of why you need it. And I think a lot of times we look at data very broadly and we don't necessarily really drill down on that. Have you seen that too, Madeline? Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's so important to know exactly who your audience is, where are they at? How can you reach them? You just kind of know all that information. And sometimes we have to really look at the data we have with our website and the different things that we're doing to kind of collect that information. I mean, just a quick example, when I did this pivot from the music business to just being known as a Twitter Mm -hmm. marketing expert, I thought that my audience was business owners, like entrepreneurs and business owners. And it turned out over time, I was wrong. I was paying more attention to the data. It was marketers. That's the bulk of my audience for my Madeline Sklar brand is marketers. And it's really important to clue in on this because it changes everything. It really changed the landscape of what I was doing and how I was promoting myself. Yeah, it's so important. And you know, I just want to talk about this a little bit because we took the data set from from Pew Internet Research. And we really looked at it. You and I went through it line by line by we line, sure did. didn't we? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it was kind of fascinating, actually. We had a, gr- a great time doing it. But we put a link in the show notes to the data so you can do it yourself. But basically, I think it's it was the fourth picture down in the link we gave you. I printed that. And that particular thing called the use of different online platforms from demographic groups. I actually do this every year. This particular chart is so important to me 
in what I do in my business as well. But I, I always look and see how has it changed? How has it shifted? And they kind of show us things by age, gender, so men or women, age range. They do look at race, just three though, which is kind of disappointing. They only look at white, black, and Hispanic. So I wish that was a little bit more nuanced. They do income level, they do education level, and then whether that person is in urban, suburban, or rural area, and they look at it by all of the different social media platforms against these demographic data points. And what's great about it is you can kind of see immediately where those people are hanging out in mass. Clearly, you know, individuals are different than big groups. And so what we did is we kind of decided to run a little experiment, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So we came up with this example. We were pretending that we sold work at home training to get people from that are working at to get suburban stay at home moms ages 25 to 35 that are looking for ways to work from home because they want a flexible schedule. They want something meaningful to do while they raise their kids. They want to have it all. They want to do both. And we also looked at them to be college educated, you know, because those are usually the ones that are like, hey, I had a career before I can would like to do something as well. So we looked at that and we took the chart I'm telling you about. We printed it out. I printed it out, laid it down, and I took a highlighter pen, my favorite, you know, technical tool, the highlighter pen. And I went through and That's so old school, by the way. I know. I know. But I love it. I know. Just showing my age. I'm into highlighter pens. Yay. So we looked at all the different ones by the different social media platforms that were across the board. And we found that overall, women that are suburban and stay-at-home moms looking to you know start a new career, they're mostly hanging out on YouTube and Facebook. And we looked at all of the different areas and every single time those two came up on top or close to the top. So if I were going to put together a social media marketing really strategy around that, I would tell my client, hey, we need to be focusing on Facebook and YouTube. And this is what we're going to do from there. And then we would create our content, everything else around that. So, you know, I think a lot of times people say, well, they're on Instagram. Yes, they're probably on Instagram. And by the way, the numbers showed that. But for example, gender pick Facebook, 75% of US women are on Facebook. 68% are on YouTube. That means they're going to YouTube every day. And by the way, YouTube has a huge watch ratio because, you know, videos are longer. So they they spend more time on that platform than almost anywhere. Instagram is 43%. So 75, 68, 43. I'm not saying you can't use Instagram to reach them. and, And maybe you will. Maybe that's your niche because maybe you're a makeup brand or you're something else. So there's a lot of things you have to keep in mind. It's That's why it's so important to know who you're trying to reach rather than just going out and saying, hey, all women are on Pinterest. Let's go there. Exactly. Or exactly. All women are because, on Instagram. Because mm-hmm. it's mostly women on Pinterest. So a lot of women think I have to be on Pinterest, but you're making such a good point, Cami. It really depends on so many different factors. That's why it's so important to really know your audience. Right. And so, you know, we kind of drilled in on this. And we also said that we wanted their income. We also found out that, found out that I was looking at 25 to 35 and I drilled in on 25 to 29 year olds because I got better data there so I could see kind of where they were. And that's a good demographic for the stay at home work kind of situation. Also, we looked at income in the 30 to 75K range instead of 75K plus because people in the 30 to 75 might be interested in having a a little bit of extra money. So, I mean, you can also adjust these things depending on like the things you're trying to get. Also, we looked at college educated plus, like college plus. So maybe they have advanced degrees. I have to 
tell you, I am a mother and I hang out. I actually work from home and I talk to women in this situation all the time. And they are like super educated, really, really great technical skills and stuff. So I know that there is a really big market for this particular thing I'm talking about. And we also looked at suburban moms because, well, you know, suburban, you know, is kind of the area where most people are raising their families. But you could have also focused in on urban or even rural because they can't, you know, necessarily get a job out in the rural areas. So work from home might be really good for them. So I'm just saying you have to look at all the different factors and exactly what offering you have and who you want to, you know, target there as your audience. So that was kind of what we did there. So I thought that was really interesting. YouTube and Facebook, suburban moms. Yep. And you made a good point earlier. Like it doesn't mean only YouTube and Facebook. No. It's really like a guideline. It's kind of like a roadmap you've put together. Doesn't say don't do LinkedIn, don't do Instagram. But the thing is, Kimmy, so many times people think that they should just focus on the sites they like using. I like Mm -hmm. Instagram or I know how to use Instagram the best. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to focus on Instagram. I've had a lot of people say that to me over the years, and that's not Mm -hmm. the best strategy. Look at the data like you're sharing with us right now, this example. And if you don't, let's say YouTube and Facebook are the ones, if you don't know how to use these well, go learn how to use them. Become an expert Mm -hmm. at them so that you can market to your business very well on these two platforms. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But I also say that if you are really great at Instagram, and that is something that you really love, be realistic about who it is you're reaching there and exactly who that is and adjust your strategy to meet their needs, not your needs, I guess is what I'm going to say. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of disagree a little bit in the sense that you can be on the platform that makes you most comfortable, but you have to be realistic about what you're doing there. You know, it's, it's more about you than about your audience then. So you really want to make sure you're looking at all those factors because I'm sure there's lots of women that are suburban moms that would love to work from home that are in on Instagram. I know there are because that model has been proven over and over. So just because there's a big crowd in one of these doesn't mean you have to be there. But I do think a lot of people are overlooking YouTube right now. I think so too. I keep hearing more and more about how great YouTube is as a marketing strategy. And and it's something actually I'm going to spend more time on this year. Mm -hmm. Me too. I'm Mm -hmm. definitely looking into that. So all right, next one we're going to look at is know who the biggest audiences are on each social media platform. It's really important to look at the data on this because it tells you so much. Like for instance, when it comes to YouTube, it is mostly men ages 18 to 29, 18, 29 years old, 75,000 or more in income, college plus and urban areas. And so yeah. that makes perfect sense. Just seeing that data right there is like that. It really does describe YouTube very well. Not to say other demographics are not on there. Everybody's on all these social media platforms. But yep. where is the biggest audience? Yeah, absolutely. And I will say that's definitely the biggest audience for YouTube. What's interesting about YouTube, though, is that it blows up the audiences in almost every single demographic. So definitely take a look at the um, and download the chart that I'm telling you about and look at this because it's going to blow your mind. Sometimes it's like the biggest platform by multiples of, you know, 10 or 12 or 20 percent in every category. It's crazy. Anyway, but men are definitely over-indexing, as they call it on there. That means there's more than the average. And then Facebook, people say it's dead, but it's definitely not. It's still holding its own. It's really still women and ages 25 to 29. And they're in the thirty dollars to $75,000 range. And they have some college and college plus. So those are kind of equal, college and above. And then they're also very urban still. A lot of the social media channels are very urban. I think that's access issues and and also just 
a lot of things going on in the urban areas that you can talk about and kind of find out about on social media. Yeah, for sure. Now, for Instagram, the biggest audience are women and not no surprise there, right? Women aged 18 to 24, $75,000 and above for income, a college plus in urban. So it's good to know this kind of information. It really kind of brings it all together when you know where that biggest audience is on Instagram. Yep. And then we looked at Pinterest as well, which was also women, as we know, and we've heard ages 18 to 29. And also there was another bubble at 30 to 49. Kind of interesting, right? So you have kind of, it's covering a little bit more area than you would think. 75K plus, college plus. And of course, in this case, it's urban and suburban. So it's, you know, indexing toward the suburban a little bit. Yeah, that's really cool. And for LinkedIn, the biggest audience is men ages 25 to 49 and is 75,000 and above, college plus, and then urban and suburban. Very interesting. Yeah. And LinkedIn has long been sort of a male platform. It is sort of evening out. Women have made some gains on that platform. Um, They're pretty close to each other. It's 29% for men and 24% for women. So, you know, but that, that makes some sense to me because a lot of people feel like they have to have it. It's almost like having your resume, you know, online these days, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So Snapchat. Okay, I, you know, we all think Snapchat is dead, but it's actually not. Um, Snapchat is kind of evenly men and women. And they're the young men and women. So they're 24% each, both men and women. And they are ages 18 to 24. Not surprising right there. Their incomes go from 30 to 75K. And they are also in urban areas. Yeah. And that's not really the professional crowd when you look Mm -mm. at this data, especially when you look at that income. So interesting to note that with Snapchat is definitely the younger crowd, not at that higher income level yet. I say yet. So Mm -hmm. very interesting. And then Twitter, of course, my favorite, the biggest audience is men ages 18 to 29 with 75,000 plus annual income and college plus in urban. So this is like really interesting data that you want to look Mm -hmm. at and dissect because it can be really important when it comes to your marketing. They also looked at WhatsApp and Reddit. We didn't actually put them in our episode here because I feel like WhatsApp is a great little tool. I use it a lot like for my actually suburban carpools, believe it or not. (laughs) And we use it all the time. And I talk to people, some of my friends overseas as well. To me, it's a chat app in large part. And you can have a community or a group in WhatsApp, but you kind of you can see all of their phone numbers if you do. So yeah. you want to make sure it's a group of people that you really actually trust. And Reddit, of course, is definitely, I guess, a social media. You can definitely call it that. It's a very interesting animal. It's not the easiest to do marketing on because it they smell it from a mile away and they they'll they'll crucify you. So if you're great at Reddit, and I know people that are, I think about my friend Amy Vernon, um, who's been in that kind of area for a long time. I think about people that can do this really well because there's a lot of forums and so on and Reddit, you know, subreddits and stuff like that on certain topics. So if you can make Reddit work for you, they do have data there for you. So you can definitely take a look at Reddit as well. So the final one we're going to look at is the data, how the lens matters. And so we've just talked to you a little bit about that. So I'm just going to hit that home because the data in the, you got to look at it in the way that it matters for you and your audience. It is so important. It doesn't really matter what we think as marketers. I know it's terrible. Nobody. I mean, cares. we want everybody to think, you know, to know what we think as marketers because we kind of are the experts at this thing. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not always, you know, what the marketers say. 
Right. And that I makes mean, sense. I hope that makes yeah. sense. No, it totally makes sense. And there's a lot of research out there. I mean, we, I answer the, the emails all the time where they ask me to take a survey and like, what's going to be oh, the yeah. hottest thing? What's going to happen? And I love taking these because, you know, you love to kind of share that. But the bottom line is that what really matters is where the people you want to reach are hanging out right now. That's what Absolutely. matters. And if they're on more than one platform and you feel overwhelmed, start with the one that you feel most comfortable with. We were talking about that before, you know, start with the one that you either feel most comfortable with or the one that has the best opportunity for you. And that's really, really important. I think that can't be overstated too much. And that's why I made it one of the points because we absolutely have to look at where our audience is to make this work. For sure. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. We do have a call to action for you. We want you to take your customer avatar or persona and look at the data links that we have in the show notes. So we're going to have links to all of this data. There's so much of it is really good stuff. So take some time to go look at it. And we want to know what platforms are the best places for your perfect audience or customer. Tell us in the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'd love to see you there and definitely come over to communitiesthatconvert.com and check out the show notes for this episode 93 because these uh, are gold. These are pure gold, the links for the show so that you can go in and really dig into this data on your own. And it's really doable, guys. It's not something that's going to overwhelm you. They're fun little charts. It's going to be really great information for you. So I hope you take us up on that. Yeah. So we'll see you again next week. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.